Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start across the great state of North Carolina and beyond. We have some on-location fun in store for you today, including hockey is back and the hurricanes matter again. Perhaps more important than anything I may say in the form of analysis or my passion for this great sport or Tom Dundon's visit as the billionaire owner of the Carolina Hurricanes. He's going to sit down next to us in our third hour today. I have free tickets to tonight's game, and there are only so many of those left lingering around. It will be a full house tonight as the Canadiens visit the Canes. I'll be there. Darren Vaught is back in the studio. He'll be there. We know many of you are going there on our tickets spread amongst you over the last week or so. We have more tickets to give away today. We're celebrating the return of hockey by camping out, and this is not exactly hockey weather. When you are sweating through your golf shirt before you get to the first tee, you know it's a hot day. When you're sweating through your Hurricanes golf shirt just as this three-hour show starts, you know it's a sizzler. That's okay. It's plenty cold on the inside at PNC Arena. We'll be here live next to that building in the sunshine for these three hours, even as we pick over the other sports headlines of the day. An early shout-out to our friends from Triangle Affiliate 99.9 FM, The Fan. I have Dennis Cox on site. I have David Modlin on site. Dennis Glasgow has helped put this package together. Shout-out to my friends at Sports Channel 8, The Radio Show. They just wrapped up their show. They have all day shows next to PNC Arena here at our Triangle Affiliate. As you would expect, the Canes live right in the middle of that listening audience. We will discuss other things, including the Elite Eight basketball phrase of the baseball playoffs. They are truly ramping up. Only eight are still standing. Do you know which two Major League Baseball teams have the most fans here in North Carolina? Some of you just pick a team to adopt at this time of year. Some of you are like me and transplants from other parts of the country. My Philadelphia Phillies fell by the wayside long ago. Darren Vaught's Boston Red Sox fell by the wayside also before the beginning of the postseason. You have four of those eight in action tonight. And the answer to my question, I will give you a hint. Do you know, according to analytics and polls and other things, even Facebook-style numbers, do you know which two MLB teams have the most fans here? A hint, they are both still playing, but they are not both the closest Major League Baseball teams to us geographically. Among those who came to that conclusion was Facebook. They just counted the likes, and I'll tell you what two franchises they represent. It may be the team that you are adopting at this time of year. We are also a lot of hockey today. Tom Dundon live in our third hour. We'll drop in some of the comments from Rod Brindamore, the head coach, from his visit with us earlier this week. The hockey world cares for a change about the Carolina Hurricanes. That's a huge step in the right direction. Off the ice, it was more storm surge headlines and bunch of jerks T-shirt sales on the ice. More importantly, I think most of us would agree, it was a run to the Eastern Conference Championship Series. It was almost a decade without the playoffs. The Canes returned to the postseason, and that's what it's all about in hockey, as they say in that sport. Just get there. Anything can happen. More teams make the playoffs than miss the way the NHL does its postseason, much harder percentage-wise to make the baseball playoffs. Just get in, 
Hope you're healthy by then. Hope the toughest opponents maybe are a little banged up or have chemistry issues by then. That's how hockey works, and for a change, the Canes are in all the right conversations as they play host to the Montreal Canadiens tonight. Puck drop a little bit after 7 p.m. Festivities, of course, leading up to that puck drop really all day, including this three-hour show for you across the great state of North Carolina. We will get into some college football and some NFL, a little bit on the NCAA's stare down with the state of California as well. Big Ten Commissioner Jim Delaney, a UNC guy who's in his final year in that powerful position. He hands off the baton of Big Ten Commissioner, I believe it's January 1st of 2020. So he's coming down the stretch of his administrative career. He jumped in to the amateurism debate as California is trying to change those rules and as the NCAA is pushing back as we all wait for a proposal from their side of the table. College football and the NFL also put us in the national spotlight, whereas our great state doesn't have an MLB team. We have the return of the Canes tonight as last night was opening night in hockey, and for our purposes, that is tonight. Also, the NFL and college football, keep in mind that Mike Houston and the ECU Pirates are in the national TV spotlight tonight. 3-1 and one Temple visits the 3-2 and two Pirates. That is your 8 o'clock ESPN game. You can have a great matchup on Saturday, and there are still millions of people watching other games in the same time slot. It is different on Thursday, and we get not only a paint-it-black night in Greenville, we get a blackout, if you will. They're asking everybody to wear that color in the stands at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. We get a Mike Houston team who has the Pirates off to a winning start at 3-2. and two. But the sledding does get tougher in conference play, of course, and the Pirates will need some upsets to make a run at a bowl game in year one under Mike Houston after three really rough years under Scotty Montgomery. Keep in mind that one week from today, our state remains in the national spotlight because it will be just a handful of yards away from where I'm sitting next to PNC Arena. It will be Carter-Finley Stadium, the Wolfpack, hosting Syracuse on Thursday Night Football a week from now. Meanwhile, the NFL does have even better games to offer this weekend, starting with the Rams at the Seahawks tonight. L.A., 3-1, and one. Seahawks, 3-1. and one. Russell Wilson's playing some of the best football of his entire life for the Seahawks. I'd argue that they're two of the top half dozen or so teams in the NFL, and they're going head-to-head -to -head tonight to get the new week of NFL action rolling. It may not be as high on the national radar. It's not. But the 2-2 two and two Jaguars visiting the 2-2 two and two Panthers has a different look now, right, than we might have thought back in August. Jacksonville has an interesting phenomenon in Minshew mania at quarterback. Former ECU QB Gardner Minshew will get the start. Nick Foles, of course, still out with his injury. They have a freight train of a running back in Leonard Fournette that we talked about yesterday as a key challenge for the Panthers' defense. And they have a weird ongoing headache in disgruntled but mega-talented cornerback Jalen Ramsey, who has not practiced in a week and doesn't sound like he wants to play for the Jaguars ever again. Meanwhile, the Panthers have their own reasons for optimism, back-to-back -back wins, but also causes for concern. Kyle Allen at quarterback, 3-0 and as a starter, but not very good in the close call victory last week. And on the offensive line, Trey Turner's been out with an injury. Greg Little is dealing with a concussion issue. K.K. Short is out for the season on the defensive line. So there are questions, but reasons for excitement on both sides of that matchup that awaits us on Sunday afternoon. Darren Vaught is back in studio. I am out on location. As I say hello to you, Darren, can I call you a hockey convert at this stage of your sports fan life? Uh, yeah, you undoubtedly, undoubtedly.
All right, growing up in the mountains, the southwest mountains of Virginia, you were not born into that world. And folks might be surprised because I'm a Philly guy. I was not born into the hockey world either. Believe it or not, the Philadelphia Flyers, I mean, you might think they've been around forever, right? They actually were an expansion team in the late 60s. So I was born to a world where, yeah, my hometown had the Eagles in the NFL. My hometown had the Phillies in Major League Baseball. My aunts and uncles and dad and mom to a little degree, grandparents, they were into sports, and that's one of the reasons that I became neck deep in sports and ended up in this crazy line of work eventually. But they were not hockey people. I was not born into a hockey family. I was born into a baseball family, and I was born to a lesser degree into a football family, the Phillies and the Eagles. That's what my relatives went to see. And the Flyers back then, it's funny how I've gotten to live this twice now. The Flyers were an expansion team in the late 60s that only gradually did they really get on the radar there. And, of course, our Carolina Hurricanes were born in the late 1990s, a couple years in Greensboro, come to their eventual home, Raleigh, and now called PNC Arena. I've seen that birth of hockey here in North Carolina. Just as a, as a really young person, I watched it kind of get born in the city of Philadelphia. You're a convert, and it sounds strange, but to a degree, I'm a convert as well. On the other side, I'm going to ask you to tell your hockey story, Darren. I'm going to identify which two Major League Baseball teams have the most fans here in North Carolina, according to the polls and the analytics. Again, both are in the playoffs. Tonight, TV viewers, if you're not at PNC Arena for the Canes game or watching on TV, you do have the Cardinals at the Braves. You do have the Nationals at the Dodgers. The best of five NLDS are underway. There are some desperate fan bases and excited ones there. Braves, Nationals, Dodgers, and otherwise, the ALDS gets on. Both of them get underway uh, tomorrow. We'll talk a little baseball. We'll talk a little football. We'll talk a lot of hockey today. And Darren, I want your how you became addicted to hockey story. I'll tell my story on the other side. I will welcome yours. Playoffs are fair game for phone calls. Three great guests are all later. So fewer calls later because Tom Dundon, the billionaire owner of the Hurricanes, is going to sit down next to us here under our tent next to PNC Arena. David Cutcliffe on his weekly visit. He has one of the bigger ACC games of the weekend with the 3-1 and Devils hosting the Pitt Panthers, who knocked off UCF not long ago. Coach Cut, third hour. Tom Dundon, third hour. Ryan McGee is our college football guest of the day. He'll drop by second hour. So front-loaded phone calls, great guests later and my crazy rants and musings in between, before, after, and otherwise. Jim Delaney on the NCAA, where I think he was right, where I think he was wrong. You're how I became addicted to hockey stories, as I share mine on the other side, and we welcome yours. Darren and intern Sam are back in the studio. Sam's voice will be the first you hear when you dial this number to share your story or ask your question. We're celebrating the baseball playoffs. We're celebrating the Carolina Hurricanes opening night. We're live from PNC Arena for these three hours Kane's hosting the Canadians tonight at seven o'clock free tickets we will give away during the course of today's program get get your I fell in love with hockey story Darren ready I will share mine we'll welcome others at 1-800-849-2761 that's next on the David Glenn show he's the UVA head basketball coach Tony Bennett you always believed in us i guess you were the wind beneath our wings there you go how's that <laughs> do we but, have uh, background music that's for that? right that's Bette Midler. there we go keep it right here on the david glenn show 
I think our goal coming into last year was to get relevant. We, we want to play for the Stanley Cup. That's the, we want to win the whole thing. That's what we're all about. Obviously, you got to turn the page. And last year's last year. We certainly build on you know what we started, and you know we got to find eight more wins, right, to have the, the, the year we want. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. That was Rod Brindamore, the head coach of the Canes, our guest on Tuesday. We're going to talk with the billionaire owner, Tom Dundon, live right here next to PNC Arena. He will join us under the tent as we all look forward to the Canadians at the Canes tonight. We have some callers on the line. We have great guests later. Tom Dundon live in our third hour. David Cutcliffe of Duke in our third hour. He's playing in one of the bigger ACC football games of the weekend. Saturday night, Pitt visiting Wallace Wade Stadium as the Blue Devils try to get to 4-1 and one under the guy who was the national coach of the year at Duke six years ago. Ryan McGee will drop by next hour. My questions to you involve the baseball playoffs. I'll get to Jim Delaney and the NCAA model of amateurism being challenged by the state of California and many others. The Panthers hosting the Jaguars Sunday. The Seahawks hosting the Rams tonight on Thursday night football. The Pirates hosting Temple tonight on that ESPN national window. Good luck to Mike Houston and ECU as they try to score the upset there they are double digit underdogs but they are asking for a paint it black blackout at dowdy ficklin get there if you can dylan and david and jeremy and others want to share their story as we celebrate hockey's return last night across the nhl tonight with the canadians visiting the canes in carolina's opener the year after and i mean the year after this franchise became relevant again Darren, I don't know if you've ever seen on TV, or perhaps this would be personal, maybe you've been at one of those addict-type meetings. Have you ever seen, like, when you're the new person in the group? As we go to Jeremy and Dylan and David, I would ask them to say, my name is David, and then we welcome them the way the people in the circle would welcome them. And then they say, I've been addicted to hockey for blank years. And then we clap in celebration, just like you'd clap for somebody who says, I don't know, I've been sober for 12 years now. For the record, I've been sober for 12 straight hours at this point, and I'd like a round of applause. Thank you very much, Darren. <laughs> you can tell your own <laughs> how I fell in love with hockey story. I'm calling it an addiction just for fun. But let's see if we can set the tone as we welcome the calls. We celebrate the baseball playoffs, the return of hockey, and those national spotlights on our college football and NFL teams. I would, I would step into the circle, Darren. I'd take my seat, and then I would say, Hi, everybody. My name is David. Hi, David. See, that's very well done. I'm just picturing 20 people <laughs> saying hi, David, back. And then I say, I've been addicted to hockey for 45 years. And that's right. We all clap in celebration. That's a heck of a stretch. In this particular case, as we invite your stories, Jeremy is in the triad, Dylan is in Lenore, David is in Whispering Pines. I can tell you as a longtime season ticket holder and a lifelong hockey fan, the passion for the Canes in the triangle is often intense. It varies across the state as we have two dozen plus signals from the mountains to the beaches and everywhere you'd like to live in between. So we will take those calls from afar. I'll just tell you this, Darren, and you can sit in the circle as well and share your story. Whereas I fell in love with baseball, for example, for a lot of different reasons. I mean, you could say it's as simply as I inherited from my dad. When I was born into the world at the end of the 1960s where my dad's favorite sport was baseball and my dad, whenever he could, was watching the Philadelphia Phillies on TV. And then you know this story, Darren, because it's your number one sport. You're the voice of USA Baseball. You played the game as I did at a fairly high level. 
when you go from it being the sport you watch the most to it being the sport you play the most, and then in my case, and I think yours, it turns out to be among all the sports you tried, your best sport, and I played and pitched all the way into my 20s at various levels, that's a love story now. Your dad loved it. You watched the Phillies. You listened to the voice of Harry Callis, in my case, you know, as a little boy falling asleep at night with the old transistor radio under your pillow. Then you play it. Great Little League Baseball up where I grew up in Pennsylvania. I've shared the story of playing in the early rounds of the Little League World Series. I was on an all-star team at Great Valley Little League. I made that traveling club. We were eliminated way before Williamsport, PA, site of the Little League World Series. But I'll get to say forever that I got to play in that famous tournament just in the very early rounds. Well, for hockey, again, I was born into a world where the Philadelphia Flyers were barely in existence themselves. So whereas the family was into the Phillies, the family was into the NFL and the Philadelphia Eagles, these Flyers were basically in diapers as I was physically in diapers as a little kid. So the love affair is different, but it is a 45-year love affair at this point. As we come to your calls and as we ask Darren to share his I've been addicted to hockey for blank years story, 1-800-849-2761. I agree with those who say that it can be harder to follow on TV. In my particular case, I love it on TV. I can follow the puck. I know the rules. I know the puck is small compared to a football or even a baseball. I love it on TV, and it goes next level when I'm there in person. I do agree with those who say it is an even better sport in person compared to our other favorite sports that we follow. But if you want fast, hockey delivers it. If you want hard-hitting, hockey delivers it. If you want physical, hockey's got it. If you want skill-based, hockey's got it. If you like a blend of skill and toughness, hockey's got it. And goals don't often come in flurries, but scoring chances can come in flurries. And I like how hockey settles into that middle area where goals are not as difficult as they are, say, in soccer. And I know that's a very American thing to say. The Europeans make fun of us when we say there aren't enough goals in soccer. Man, it takes a lot of work and a lot of connecting the dots to score in a well-played soccer match. I like a little more scoring than that. And when they're not scoring, they're getting chances. And it's going to be either an amazing goaltender save or a sniper shot into the upper corner. Watch Andre Svechnikov at 19 years old tonight for the Canes. Watch Sebastian Aho at, at 22 years old. There's some skill on the ice, but it's still a hard-hitting game even as fighting is less frequent. It is a thrill a minute. There's not nearly as much downtime as even, you know, the huddling in the NFL or college football or the longer stretches of downtime in a sport like baseball. I've been addicted to hockey for 45 years, and I wasn't born into a hockey-oriented world. Share your story at 1-800-849-2761. I think the part of my story that most of you know is that by the time I was old enough to understand what was going on, let's say five or six years old, the Philadelphia Flyers were winning back-to-back -back Stanley Cups. They were doing it with a group called the Broad Street Bullies. And their combination of fighting, I mean, just flat-out five-minute majors back then, bench-clearing brawls, you would either see the Flyers win in those seasons they won back-to-back -back Stanley Cups, or you'd see probably a bench-clearing brawl, especially if the game was home. In the early 1970s or mid-70s, man, that was entertainment when there were not as many options for your sports and entertainment dollar. You win at the high level, and you do it in those perhaps occasionally barbaric but entertaining fashions. I've been addicted to hockey for 45 years, 
and I am happy to share my story in today's hockey circle. Share your story at 1-800-849-2761. Jeremy is in Greensboro, and next up on the David Glenn Show, welcome to the program. Hey, DG, how's it going? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited for hockey in about uh, seven hours less. Yeah, me too. Listen, hey, listen, uh, in, in Greensboro, we got we got a lawyer on first thing in the morning, Clay Travis, and we got you, and um, <laughs> man, some of the smartest talk show, sports talk radio that I've ever heard in my life. And I Good to it. hear. Thank you for that. Uh, um, when I was growing up, uh, I, I grew up in South Florida. My dad's a huge sports fan. It was all South Florida sports all the time. And when the Panthers came into existence, um, man, it was, it was on. And I was learning about hockey, and I was understanding icing and all the whole thing. And my dad was a private school administrator, had a woman on his staff whose husband was the marketing director for the Panthers and got us um, seats against the glass all the time. We were down on the front row and banging the glass. That'll do it. That'll help you fall in love right there for sure. Absolutely. And then, and then just a couple of years in when they uh, made the run to the Stanley Cup finals with the Raps and everything, and it was on ever since then. So, so. when you get into the circle, go, go ahead and just for fun say, uh, my name is Jeremy. Go ahead and say that. My name is Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. And, and then go ahead and say, I've been addicted to hockey for, and then fill in the blank. How many years is it, did you say? I've been, a, I've been addicted to hockey for 26 years. That's outstanding. Congratulations, Jeremy. The only way to get past through and through this is to share your experience with the rest of us Kaniacs and other hockey nuts. Uh, in your particular case, do you believe sitting down low made your passion convert because in South Florida, where I lived briefly, there are a, it's a lot harder to convert hockey fans. So, you know, the original six in the Canadian cities, it is easy to convert hockey fans. It's just handed down generation after generation after generation. We are in non-traditional market, and it's been working 20-plus years later. Uh, South Florida, obviously, is a non-traditional market, but it's been such a hard sell in places like Atlanta that they lost their team. That's a huge city. That's one of the ten biggest markets in America. And they had hockey, and they lost it because in some parts of the South, they can't get enough Jeremy's in Greensboro to make that kind of conversion. Yep. And, it's, and Florida, South Florida sports fans can be fickle just period. So, True. And then add hockey on top of that. And yeah. I appreciate the call. Darren, back in the studio, uh, can you state your name for our fellow Kaniacs and hockey nuts? Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Darren. Hi, Darren. I've been addicted to hockey. See, my mine in, in volume, this pales in comparison to yours, DG. I've been addicted to hockey for we'll call it five years. That's outstanding. Congratulations, Darren. The first step to recovery is admitting your addiction, and I think <laughs> you know that. Uh, plus, don't feel bad. You know, I'm I don't like to use the word old. You know that, right? Because <laughs> I, I just have hopefully still enough effervescence that that word would be inappropriate. But compared to you, I'm old. So your five-year addiction is certainly nothing to be ashamed of. How did it happen? Please tell me that I was part of making you fall in love with hockey. You were central to it. I mean, I think by by this point, five years together doing this show, uh, there are many things, we'll say, in my life that are are directly DG-influenced, the strongest of which might be might be Carolina Hurricanes hockey specifically. Um, so I'm your dealer, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am your hockey dealer. 
Yes, and, in a and way. It, and you know what's crazy? And I don't want to make fun of addiction. We're having fun with hockey addiction today. I hope everybody takes it in that spirit. But isn't it a little like the drug dealer? Like, we talk about it, and I get you all excited. Then I say, hey, young man, I can put you in the front row and see if you like just a little taste. I won't even charge you for the first little taste because <laughs> I know I'm going to be creating a customer that just must come back for more. Your problem, though, is that, well, I mean, I guess it, it's, it's in work and not necessarily directly paid for. I haven't paid for a, a, a <laughs> Hurricanes ticket in five years. So Yeah, there, there ends the drug dealer analogy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, as Tom Dundon once told me, DG, I don't think you'll ever become a billionaire if you choose to pay for things that you could otherwise get for free. He's, of course, <laughs> talking about I could be in the press box watching the Canes for free, and yet I renew some front-row season tickets. This is another reason I'll never be a billionaire, Darren. I get you hooked on the drug, and then I just keep giving it to you for free. <laughs> I'm, ne I'm never going to build a, a hockey-dealing empire if I don't charge for the tickets. That does make it difficult to make money, yeah. Well, this is a healthy addiction. Those others tend to be very unhealthy. And what else would you put into that mix? The front row seats, the, the energy of last year's playoff run probably took you to the next level. It what else did. is involved? It, it was uh, my, my love for the team and for hockey was elevated yeah. prior to even the run of last season. But, I mean, prior to that, you talked about my roots in southwestern Virginia. It just wasn't on anyone's no, minds. We had a no. minor league team in Roanoke, Virginia, called the Roanoke Express. And anytime I mention that to, to hockey diehards, they bring up Jordan Tutu because Jordan's brother, Terrence, played for the Roanoke Express prior to uh, committing suicide, and it was a big story in the in the hockey world. So that's what that's people's association to the Roanoke Express. Mine is being one of, you know, with my family, my two brothers and my parents, we were five of maybe 100 people in the Roanoke Civic Center on any given night just watching something that we weren't really familiar with, but yeah. it was a sport, and it was on our periphery as sports fans, and it was something to do. Uh, so that, I mean, prior to coming to Raleigh, that was the extent of it. By the way, real quickly, and we'll get to more of your phone calls, 1-800-849-2761. On the other side, we'll talk some baseball playoffs and continue our conversation about the Canes opener. Free tickets later, Tom Dundon, the billionaire owner of the Hurricanes, will sit down next to me here at PNC Arena in Hour 3. David Cutcliffe of Duke, Ryan McGee of ESPN, also are going to drop by a little bit later. I think you'd agree with me on this. Because you are so often my sidekick, you know, you've met Tom Dundon. We've sat in his owner's box. You've met Rod Brindamore. You have met some of the players. You have met the Storm squad through your ultimate intermediary. Yes, that may be, may be the greatest gift I have <laughs> ever bestowed upon, upon you among the many in the hockey world. And the players are so accessible. Even Tom, as a billionaire owner, is just, you know, he just acts like another guy. I mean, he's going to probably even though it's a warm day he's like a jeans and a ball cap kind of guy right very down to earth very accessible compared to say some nfl or some nba organizations and that's just the the people that you like once you know there's more accessibility and you do get to know them a little bit better and you do end up liking them a lot more for me it's just one more layer to this hockey addiction cake yeah, to that point about uh, Tom Dundon, <laughs> I have friends who I, I tell them, you've probably walked right by him yeah. on the along the concourse and not realized it because he just looks like anybody else 
going to a game. He's got, you know, like a, a Canes pullover or whatever, uh, sort yeah. of a, a ragged cap Oh, there's that he no, wears. I'm, I'm asking him, do you own a suit or tie? I'm going to ask him that later today. <laughs> um, among the hockey questions, uh, if I grow up, I want to be more like Tom Dundon because he is that low-key, even as he is the billionaire owner of the Carolina Hurricanes. All right, Dylan has a story to tell from Lenore. Make sure he says, hi, my name is Dylan, and then we'll say, hi, Dylan, and then he'll tell us how long he's been addicted to hockey. David is in Whispering Pines. Others are chiming in from across North Carolina and even beyond. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761. As the Elite Eight of the baseball playoffs ramp up tonight, Cardinals at Braves in the early game on TBS. Nationals at Dodgers in the late game. Do you know which two Major League Baseball teams have the most fans here across North Carolina? My hint is that they are both still playing, but they are not both the closest to us geographically. I will answer that question and get back to some hockey and some football with your help. 1-800-849-2761. All three guests later. More of your phone calls and those stories next on the David Glenn Show. I made a reference to Mike Krzyzewski of Duke and his GOAT status. And I kid you not, I got angry emails. If I really wanted to insult somebody, I would include some kind of sentence about being in the bleeping prairie chewing on grass. This is The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. A little bit later, free tickets to the Carolina Hurricanes opener. I am next to PNC Arena as we speak. We are on location. Darren Vaught is back in the studio. I am coming back to your calls because we have three great guests, but they're all later. Tom Dundon, the billionaire owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, will sit down next to us live here at PNC Arena as we all look forward to the Canadians visiting the Canes tonight, 7 o'clock or so. Free tickets later, Tom Dundon later, David Cutcliffe of Duke later. We also will have a visit with Ryan McGee as the NFL and college football weekends ramp up with your TV selections tonight, being the Rams at the Seahawks on the NFL side and your ECU Pirates hosting Temple in an AAC matchup, 8 o'clock ESPN on the college side. Our question of the day, at least for now, involves hockey. Hi, everybody. My name is David. I've been addicted to hockey for 45 years now. You're all telling your stories of how you fell in love with this great game as opening night was last night and the Canes opened this evening. The one thing I promised was on the baseball side. You get Cardinals at Braves tonight, Nationals at Dodgers late tonight, Rays at Astros, Twins at Yankees on the AL side of the fence. Only eight teams are standing. And, of course, baseball is the only highest level sport where we don't have our own team i love the charlotte knights i love the durham bulls i love the carolina mudcats i just threw out the first pitch for the burlington royals and there are many others on that list that i enjoy here in our backyard but we don't have our own team do you know which two major league baseball teams have the most fans here in north carolina as we come to your hockey stories and some football and baseball questions and as we look forward to those guests my hint was they are both still playing but they are not both the closest to us geographically. The answer, according to either opinion polls or the way the Facebook people do it, they just count likes. They'll go county by county in the state of North Carolina and see how many Facebook users like this franchise or that franchise. Well, it, they're not all in agreement, but the bottom line answer is that the two franchises in Major League Baseball that have the most fans in our state are the Atlanta Braves, which I think we all would have guessed. The Braves are the most popular team in every county in Georgia. You would have guessed that. The Braves are also the most popular team in every county across South Carolina. 
every county across Alabama, most counties across Mississippi and Tennessee, depends if you're east or west there, and then most of the Florida panhandle also supports the Braves, just that part of Florida, not the rest. Half of North Carolina, roughly, lists the Braves as their favorite team. And I think it's related to the fact that you might not know this depending on where you live in our statewide audience. If you wake up in Asheville or Boone or Charlotte or the Triad, those are pretty populous places, you know, in the central west to far west part of our listening audience. You get Braves games on TV every night or every night they're playing. If you grow up in the Triangle or Wilmington or most of the eastern half of the state, you do not get those Braves games. It's one of those weird wrinkles of how things work. And sure enough, when the Facebook folks and, and the opinion polls come out, the Braves are the most popular or favorite team for almost all of western North Carolina, western half, I'll call it, although that's a big kind of blunt instrument. Charlotte is the exception. And Charlotte actually joins most of eastern North Carolina in calling the New York Yankees their favorite team. Darren, you, may, you have to chime in on this as we go back to the calls. Dylan is going to be next up on how he became a hockey addict. Richard is in Burlington. David is in Whispering Pines. Others want in as well. Did you, this will not surprise you. The, in the entire country, your arch rival, the New York Yankees, are both the most liked franchise and the most disliked franchise no surprise. in Major League Baseball, right? <laughs> 10% of Major League Baseball fans describe the Yankees as their favorite. That's across the country. And the only one, other ones who get even more than 5% are the, your Red Sox, the Cubs, and the Braves. And you, know, you all know the deal. WGN helped the Cubs become that, and TBS helped the Braves become that, even beyond their own regions. The Red Sox have their own history. The Yankees have the most World Series titles, et cetera. I would imagine the Yankees are your most disliked. What yeah, do you, fair what to do say. You, what do you do as a baseball lover now that your Red Sox didn't even make the postseason? And I believe your other favorite lost last night? <laughs> uh, yeah, you had asked before who I was rooting for now that the Red Sox were out. It was the A's until last night, just Don't. because I like their team a lot. But that's fine. We've moved on. That was an easier break than, than the Red Sox not even making it. Um, growing up, I've always kind of contended that my NL team was the Braves. I had family in the Atlanta area, and many of my early big league game experiences were at Turner Field and with the Braves. Um, so I, I would say I'm, I'm probably rooting hardest for them at this point. Uh, it's a young team. I think they're sort of ahead of schedule these past couple of years. So they're, they're a lot of fun to watch. I'm still in hockey mode. I haven't picked my team yet. My Phillies, <laughs> of course, fell by the wayside like your Red Sox. His name is Darren. Hi, Darren. He's been addicted to hockey for five years, and we all applaud that. Dylan and Lenore has his own story to tell. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, Dylan. Hey. Uh, my name's Dylan. Hi, Hi Dylan. Dylan. And I've been addicted to hockey for almost two years now. All right. Nice. Congratulations. He has been addicted to hockey for two years. You're a newcomer. Welcome to the circle. Go right ahead. Oh, yeah. Uh, I moved to Raleigh 2016 for school. Uh, and if you know anything about Western North Carolina, hockey is not yeah. very much on the radar there. So you don't really hear about it. It's true. But 2017, December 2nd, I decided to go to a game with friends. Had never seen a game, never been to a game, and they're playing the Florida Panthers. Uh, about 
four fights in that game, which at the time, very uncharacteristic yeah, of that. that is team. rare. Yeah. And then gets me into regulation, time sticking down in overtime, and you're like, okay, here comes a shootout. 2.3 seconds left in the game. Noah Hannafin scores the game winner in overtime. Nice. Arena erupts, and it, it was an amazing first experience for a game. And when you tried this drug we call hockey, you are still addicted two years later? Oh, yeah. It's only gotten worse. Uh, I've tried to spread it to as many people in the western part of the state. That's right. Uh, I own 18 hockey jerseys now. It's, That's it. It's a bit out of hand. Become your own hockey dealer, Dylan. You got hooked, and now you're going to make sure others get hooked. We respect that about you. How many of those 18 jerseys are Canes jerseys? Uh, I think 14 are Canes. Wow. One Checkers. Uh, one's Team USA. Oh, that's cool. Man, I'm, 40, I'm 45 years into my hockey addiction. I don't have that many jerseys. Good for you, Dylan and Lenore. Thank you for listening okay. from the high country. Uh, David is in Whispering Pines and next on the David Glenn Show. Hello, my name is David. Hi, David. Hi, David. I have been addicted to hockey for 35 years. That's outstanding. 35 years of hockey-style sobriety. Welcome to the pro problem in the program. And I thought I was over my addiction to last year's playoff run, and my addiction has been renewed. Uh, yeah, once, once you're staring at that on the table and you're saying, I know I shouldn't, I know I shouldn't, I know I shouldn't, but then you do, and then you just can't stop yourself, right? That's, exactly. how, that's how addictions work. Now, how did you originally fall in love? Well, I am from Detroit area, so okay. I grew up with the great McCarty's, Howes, Eiserman. And oh, the greatest yeah. fight of all time, the turtle fight. Oh, my gosh, yeah. That's a great hockey town, by the way. I, almost everybody I know from places like Detroit, Chicago, Boston, New York, Philly, uh, maybe not almost everybody, huge, huge majority of those I know from those cities either like hockey or love hockey. And, and in Detroit, man, you've had some amazing teams to root for over the years, which doesn't hurt. Oh, yeah, and even the old days when you had rabbit air TVs and turn-the-channel TVs, Hockey Night in Canada was the best. Have you adopted the Canes as, like, a second team, or how does that work for you? It, last year's kind of got me going to it, yes. Okay. So you'll root for the Red Wings when they visit, but otherwise you'll root for the Canes? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. I can accept it was, that. It was odd when we first came down here and we went to a hockey game with the Red Wings playing down here. And there was more Red Wings fans than Canes fans. Yeah, that hurts. I've been in the building where that has been the case for several visiting teams, and that's just no fun for the home fans or the home players. Thank you for listening from Whispering Pines, another beautiful part of our state. Darren, do you feel like we're saving hockey souls today? I mean, we're, welcoming, like it, we're yeah. welcoming people into the circle, and we're helping them with their hockey <laughs> addictions. More of your phone calls on the other side. More on the baseball and football headlines of the day. More on the NCAA showdown with the state of California. Taylor and Richard and others want in on how they became addicted to hockey. We are here for you. Think of us as like the downtown clinic, right? You just walk in. You tell them your problem. You are on the road to recovery once you accept your addiction to hockey or anything else. We'll help you with more hockey. We have free tickets to give away later. Tom Dundon's going to drop by live here under our tent next to PNC Arena, and we're coming back to your calls and those stories next on the David Glenn Show.
Dean in Wilmington, you're up on the David Glenn Show. The NCAA book on violations is so sick Superman has trouble carrying. This is true. However, it's not buried into the small print in the back that you're not allowed to drive luxury cars that aren't yours, okay? (laughs) Keep it here on the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Here's how it looks the rest of the way. Tom Dundon, the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, sits down with us live next to PNC Arena. That's halfway through hour number three. We're also going to give away Canes tickets today. The opening night tonight against the Canadians. Tickets hard to find, but we've got them. David Cutcliffe of Duke, the National Coach of the Year for the Devils six years ago. He is a weekly visitor here on the David Glenn Show. The 3-1 and one Devils host Pitt in one of the better ACC matchups of the weekend. That one is on Saturday night on the new ACC Network. Ryan McGee joins us live in about five minutes. Three great guests still to come. Phone calls after Ryan McGee and before David Cutcliffe. So dial up your How I Became Addicted to Hockey stories. We'll be taking versions of them all day. I've shared mine. Darren shared his. I've been addicted to hockey for 45 years, Darren, for only five. We have loved your stories from all across North Carolina, including here in the Triangle. We will take more of those a little bit later. Major League Baseball playoffs are ramping up. More on Cardinals at Braves and Nationals at Dodgers, where in different ways, those three fan bases, Atlanta, Washington, and L.A., have been waiting a long time for something special. College football tonight, Temple at ECU. The weekend includes Auburn at Florida, both undefeated top 10 teams. So we will see at least one more team fall from the ranks of the unbeaten this weekend on the college football schedule. Michigan State, 4-1, ranked in the top 25, goes to undefeated and number four, Ohio State. We'll see how the Buckeyes handle what should be their biggest challenge so far this season. Jaguars at Panthers, Rams at Seahawks are tonight. More on those matchups as well. Ryan McGee on college football on the other side. Then back to your hockey addiction phone calls on the David Glenn Show. Mike Krzyzewski joining us. We asked folks you work with at Duke if you've changed or mellowed over the years. Well, you know, mellow is having a glass of wine and looking over, you know, the sunset, you know. Uh, (laughs) I don't see how you can be mellow and coach a game. That can't happen. If it does, then you shouldn't be coaching. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show.